Wow. Come on, who appreciated Hopeful Son tonight? That was, uh, okay. No, for real though, how many of you appreciated what those guys are about? Thank you so much for, for being here, guys, on a holiday weekend. Uh, we just never know with Tehila what's going to happen on these holiday Mondays, but people like yourselves, you, know, you come out and you come with expectation in your heart, and that is such a wonderful thing. We have been going for two decades as a ministry every Monday night, as many of you know, except for Christmas Day, and we want to keep, continue doing that moving forward, and I believe you came here tonight not by accident, but you're here because God is, is so excited about speaking to you and working through your life, and uh, I promise you that if you would open up your heart for these next few minutes as I share with you some thoughts that you can leave here encouraged, leave here feeling inspired, feeling like you're not alone, like what you're walking through in this season of life is not something that you have to carry by yourself, but that it's something we as a ministry and as a community want to journey with you if you have no one to walk with. And we're on a series now titled Destinations up on the screen there. And I know across this room, there are so many stories. Every one of us has a story. Everyone in this room carries life experience, some of us longer than others, uh, some of us twice as long as others in this room. I'm now in my mid-30s, along with a few of us here. Thank you so much. And uh, I cannot believe... Uh, the, the, the stories that, that I get to hear uh, week in and week out from, from many of you, the emails, uh, the conversations that we have as a leadership team about who God brings through these doors, and we are grateful and honored to serve uh, each and every one of you each week. And if you're here for the first time, can we just see a few of our guests tonight? Come on, big wave. Don't be shy. I met a few of you. Can we welcome them tonight all across this room? I have... Uh, I, I've crafted some thoughts for you this evening, some things that the Lord has been speaking to me and, and, and been allowed me to, to discover and uh, has given me some, some, some perspective on things that I believe matter in this stage in life for this young adult uh, stage. And all of us here, as I said earlier, have walked through things. And all of us here, of course, have an opportunity every year, which it should be a lifestyle, but I know... Often it's highlighted through seasons of, 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 of celebration and holiday, like Thanksgiving. Who's full on turkey uh, after this weekend? Anyone? Who did not have any turkey this weekend? Put your hand up. Are you serious? We need to change that for the two of you. I got so many leftovers at my house. Uh, I, I can't believe that. But turkey is uh, an incredible thing. And it's, in mo it's really incredible when the Dallas Cowboys win while I'm eating turkey yesterday. And then, and then, and then, of course, our dear, uh, well, Toronto Blue Jays, of course. Is there any fans in the room? Is there any fans of the Blue Who does not care about the Blue Jays? Okay, you can leave now. Thank you so much. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm just joking. It's a joke. Oh, he's seriously leaving. <laughs> I know that guy. So, 
the Blue Jays and the Dallas Cowboys and just everything seemed to go right this weekend uh, for for me. My fantasy football teams are all winning and they will in faith, Pastor James. By the end of tonight, I will have won all three of my leagues. Again, some of you don't care, but I get I have the mic and I get to share with you what I'm thankful for on this day. But here's the deal. I got a few thoughts for you and it's some passages of scripture that I believe bring us closer to this journey that we so desire to walk with Jesus. We have a perspective that comes from our experiences. But of course, we can learn from others. We can learn from our friends, those that have gone before us, those that we live life with each day. But most importantly, I believe we can learn from Scripture, from the Holy Spirit, and from the things that He wants to download into our hearts right now today. Who's looking for some thought from the, from the Holy Spirit tonight? Anyone? Okay, if you're ready, I, I think that He's willing to speak to you. I want to read from you, to you uh, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, excuse me, in chapter 8. And we're going to start there. And we're going to go through a couple of scriptures. This passage is incredible. Of course, Moses is with the Israelites. They have been freed from bondage, and they are on their way to the promised land. There's obviously tons I could share in that story. But Moses has some perspective that he wants to share with them. They're not finished with the battles ahead before they make it there. But they are definitely on their way. And we find ourselves in Deuteronomy chapter 8, where Moses is almost giving a speech. And I'll get to that in a minute. But I want to read this for a foundation. Start with me in verse 7, okay? Up on the screen. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and the hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and can dig copper out of the hills. When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord, your God, for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build, find houses and settle down, and when you herd, or when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied. Then your heart will become proud and you will not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Let's skip down to verse 17. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. That is a huge promise and thought from Moses for the Israelite people. And I don't know about you, but often when we read these scriptures, we, we look at them and we think, oh, that's great. How does that apply to me? Or does it even apply to me? And then we keep reading and we move on to the real meat of these stories that many of us know if you've grown up in the church 
But often what happens is we can pull some truth out of these specific scriptures that I believe can be foundational to our lives for our futures. And I want to do that tonight for a few minutes that we can leave here with a few tools on our belt that will help us with our everyday. Let me pray and then we'll dive into this for a few minutes. Lord, thank you so much for your scripture. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for each person represented here and for those who will Listen online later. Lord, I thank you that you have in, in, in your hands the things that we need, the tools that we need. Lord, you are so excited to give us these beautiful gifts for your children that we may not just survive in life but, but thrive, that we may experience incredible breakthroughs in our everyday, that we may live lives that are, are full of life, full of influence for those around us. Lord, I pray that tonight you would do that in each of us and take us to a place of, of, of great gratitude in who you are and how you're working through us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? How many of you have graduated from university in this room? There's a few of us, many actually, some of you are in the midst of that. Who's in, in, in college, university right now? There's something that happens at the end, and it's called a commencement speech. A commencement speech. And, and uh, a few months ago, I was, I was uh, you know, just online and, and looking at a few things and a few people that I admire as, uh, as fellow leaders and, and teachers and preachers and, and church leaders around the, the world. And often what happens is these guys and, and, and gals that have great influence, they get to take in some of these speeches, uh, actually give these speeches at these universities. And there's a university called Liberty University. It's one of the biggest uh, Christian colleges in the U.S. Tens of thousands of students, and they do these, these speeches. And it's incredible what happens uh, in the room and how these speakers are able to provide great wisdom and guidance to these young leaders that are about to head into the real world of life. And uh, I remember watching it, and it's, uh, uh, you know, specifically one guy that comes to mind was Donald Trump. He was actually invited to Liberty University to do a speech. Anyone watch uh, last night? A few of us. Comedy hour in the U.S., eh? Uh, I'll leave my opinion to myself, but very interesting stuff going on. And, and guys like, like Donald or, or Oprah Winfrey or, or preachers that I admire, others um, like Steve Jobs years ago who did some speeches as well. Many of them, whatever, no matter what they believe or how they're designed as human beings, what their, vi what their vision for life is or how much they've achieved or wanting to achieve or, or have achieved so far in life, all of them, I've noticed this theme as I thought about it and went back and listened to some of them, there's this gratitude attached to their success. A gratitude for many, many different things, but the theme along the lines with everyone that I listened to was gratitude. Gratitude for what that was provided for them, who was in their life during, what it is that they're experiencing in the now, and grateful for what is to come. It was a theme that I believe 
many of us need to attach onto if we're going to understand this life and life to the fullest is living a life of, of gratitude. And that's where I want to land for a few minutes with this, of course, being Thanksgiving weekend. I've titled my message, The Journey of Gratitude. The Journey of Gratitude. How many of you would say you're an optimistic person in this room? Optimistic. You're, you, you find yourself being more grateful for what's in front of you and what you're experiencing as opposed to being discouraged by what you're experiencing. That is something for all of us that we have to measure. All of us are at a different place with that. I would say for myself, my experiences with life, many would say that I'm a very optimistic person. They love my approach to life, my perspective on things. I don't think that's by accident. I think that's a gift that the Lord gave me. And I think that it's brought me to who I am today in my mid-30s. For some of us here, it's very difficult to see the glass half full. It's very difficult to look at what you're going through and see the good in it. And I hope tonight that we can help shift some of that thinking and bring you to a place of understanding and being thankful for what you are walking through even now in your life. I have, um, I have so much respect for Moses and his life and what he walked through as a person. But as he, as he was speaking to the Israelites in this passage of Scripture, some very unique things were happening. He wanted them to make sure that they didn't let their preferences get in the way of God's provision for their life. Their preferences of how they wanted it to look and when they wanted it to happen. And they got very, they were very grateful for, for, for a moment. And then if you read, read the story, they get very discouraged or overwhelmed or ungrateful very quickly later on in these adventures through their time being freed. And what happens is he wanted to make sure that they didn't allow those preferences get in, get in, in the way of the provision that God was providing for them. But even deeper than that, which I want you to get here as we launch into this, is, is the whole provision thing is, is important. But we have to be careful that we don't allow these gifts and these things that God has for us um, to, to sit on their own. Because they need to be partnered with something very important, and that is joy. Where we allow the provision of our lives be partnered with joy and gratitude for what God is doing in us and through us and what we've been able to walk through. Sometimes we get so caught up in how he's provided and we forget to thank him that he actually got us through that season. Who's with me? It is so important, and up on the screen there, it reads this, that God's provision in your life will only bring you true joy when it's partnered with gratitude. Put that up on the screen, please. That God's provision in your life will only bring you true joy when it's partnered with gratitude. If it's not there, that's fine. I have stories and a journey that many of you are aware of, some of you not aware of, and I'll touch on a few of those thoughts in a few minutes. But it's almost like if you take firewood, for example, if you're surrounded by trees and you're cold and you're in the middle of the forest and you have everything around you to help provide this need to bring heat, but you have no idea how to access it or how to get it 
to f- from a tree to firewood to the heat into the place where God wants you or where, where you need to start this fire, there can be a major distant disconnect that takes place. We can surround ourselves, so what I'm trying to say, by all these wonderful things that God has for us, these blessings of relationship, provision, goodness, almost an opportunity that he gives us where he opens up doors. But if we don't know how to turn that blessing into praise, I believe it will turn our hearts almost to a sense of pride, feeling and thinking that we've been able to accomplish these things on our own. And when we do that, we'll never be filled with a supernatural joy that I believe needs to be partnered with gratitude. Our heart will have holes in it. It will be something that, that will be a major disconnect to a perspective that God has for each of us. And Moses speaks to this almost in his address to the people. And maybe he says what you need is not that next level of provision, but rather that next level of appreciation for what you have right now, which will set the stage for making the most of what God's going to provide for you in the future. Did you hear me? If God gives it and you don't know what to do with it, then what's the point? If God brought you, I would say some of you in this room, a spouse right now, you're actually not even in a place to know what to do with that beautiful gift that God's given you because you're just not ready yet. Because he wants to teach you some things about gratitude and teach you about what it is to walk with him and be grateful for the things that he's done. Studies say, who's they? The studies, well, who knows, but it's out there that the happiest of people are not the ones who have everything, right? But it's the ones who make the most of the things that they already have, right? Brene Brown, who some of you would know, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady, a a world-class speaker, communicator, researcher. She has written some incredible things about gratitude. And I wanted to pull a little bit of truth for you to to, to chew on for for tonight, allow you to look at this with, with different lenses. She's talking about this joy that fills our life when it's connected to gratitude. But it's this thing where we... Instead of having just an attitude of gratitude, how many of you have heard that before, having an attitude of gratitude? She actually wants to pull it even further into a lifestyle or a practicing of gratitude as opposed to just having an attitude towards it. An attitude doesn't always translate to behavior, okay? Gratitude without practice may be a little like faith without works. It's really not alive at all. And we can look at that in many different ways. You can have all the right equipment. You, if, let's say you want to become a hockey player. You can have all the right equipment, all, you know, the, the skates, the, the gear. You can have everything lined up for practice. You can be ready to go with this great attitude to becoming a hockey player. But if you're actually not practicing this art, it's not going to connect to what is what it is that your, that your heart is, is towards. You have to work towards it. You have to be someone that is connected to the things that God has called you to do. We don't so much want to know if you have a grateful heart, but rather do you have grateful habits in your life. This for me is such a big one that I believe the Lord has been speaking to me for a, for a long time in my life as I've now been married for almost 10 years and 
God has given us such wonderful children to, to journey with and live life with and, and help mold and shape into men and women that seek God with their whole hearts. It is more real for me than it ever has been in my life at this age. And I wrote this here, because your joy is not necessarily produced by what's in your heart, it's produced by the habits with which you build your life. Good habits towards these things that the Lord has called you to. Some of you have used that term before. Well, you know my heart. You know my heart. Well, in fact, we don't really know each other's hearts at the core of who, who we are. Only God knows that. And the Bible says it like this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This scripture is, is absolutely beautiful. It's basically an opportunity to be grateful for the things that God has done through you, how he's redeemed your life. And Moses is saying to the people here, make sure that when God blesses you, that you say so. What does say so? It means say thank you. Don't act like you've earned it or that you deserve it as a young person. When you've eaten or after you have received that gift... As the scripture reminds us of, say thank you. How many times have you said thank you this weekend? Even on a weekend where we are giving thanks. If you actually think about Friday and Saturday and Sunday and now into Monday, how many of you have actually stopped and said thank you for where you're at in life? We can, we can subconsciously be grateful, but are we actually stopping and thanking the Lord for what exists right now. I want to look at this in three parts. The journey of gratitude. Before we close here in, in these few minutes. There's three passages of scripture. The first one is pulled from, from here in Deuteronomy. And it's a wonderful verse. And I read over it and I'm going to touch on it again here in, in verse 10 of chapter 8. This is a very important and basic peace to the journey of gratitude. This is almost like the middle school, the, the elementary component, junior high component of gratitude. We've all passed that stage in life. Is there anyone in junior high in this room? All of us are past this. So I believe I'm talking to a group that gets this, this component, but we need to look at it and, and chew on it and allow God to speak to us and remind us of what it is that he wants to say. And it's this. Look at Verse 10 again up on the screen. It should be there. It says this. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. For the. For the. Turn to the person beside you and say, for the. This is important. This is important. Thank you, God, for the provision in my life today. Thank you, God, for what you have given me, the family that you've given me. Lord, thank you for the friends in my life. Lord, thank you for the family that I have in my church, my local church. Thank you, Lord, for 
putting a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord, for the mom and dad that have raised me. Thank you, Lord, for the school that I get to be a part of. Thank you, Lord, for the, thank you, Lord, for the, thank you, Lord, for the things that I can see that are tangible. Thank you, Lord, that the Toronto Blue Jays swept the Texas Rangers. Thank you, Lord, that the Dallas Cowboys are 4-1 and one this year and on their way to the playoffs. Thank you, Lord. Obviously in fun, but we have countless opportunity to be thankful for the things that we see that God provides for us. Who's with me on that? That's right. Perhaps, perhaps happiness is not about accumulation as much as it is about appreciation. I think about what came in the mail this past week, and I only thought it was for the U.S., but they're now infiltrating us here in Canada with this, this Black Friday thing. On what, which, of course, happens, is it before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? Before. It's the, the Thursday before. The Friday before Thanksgiving. Whatever it is, it's, it's of the devil. Let me tell you why. Here's the deal. I think about my children in that stage in life, and we've all been there because we've all journeyed through Christmas and through these seasons. And can not, I ask myself this with my wife, cannot a weekend go by where my kids aren't receiving so much and then already the next day, whether it's Black Friday now or, or, or Boxing Day, looking for what's next Already in front of them is an entire catalog or, or a magazine or whatever it is in front of them that's in the mail waiting for the next thing, the next thing. They, they, they've, they've just been given so much in front of them, and already they're looking for what's next. And that's why I say it like that, obviously, in, in, in jest, but I have a passion towards this, trying to teach my children to be grateful for the things that are in front of them, being grateful for what they've been given and be allowed time to let that settle in that they may build a life around gratitude as opposed to what's next. All of us struggle with this. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the, you fill in, you fill in the lines there. And so to progress in this journey of gratitude, we must now look at the life of David. And I want to turn to the book of Psalms before we wrap things up here in a few minutes. Let's look at Psalms together. Moses, of course, was teaching the people to relate to God on a provision level, the providing of, of things that we can see. But David now, through Psalms 23, which is a very famous passage, David, David's life was a little different because of the experiences that he came from and who he was. He comes in with a deeper understanding, a mature attitude, a remarkable ability to remember where he came from, driven by a sense of returning to God what was given to him through so many blessings of his past, coming from the family of Jesse and being pulled from where he was to who he became as king of Israel. This is a powerful man to learn from and glean from, and all of us have over our lives, of course, if we've been 
students of the word is King David. Now, I would say, as I talked about this, this attitude of, of, of gratitude and, and, and living a lifestyle of gratitude, that stage one, middle school, junior high stage is, is really just polite. It doesn't really matter if you're a person of faith, but being someone who is grateful is, is just, it's polite. We try to teach our kids that at a young age. It's manners. It's something that so many of us carry in our lives because we get it. We understand what the Lord has done with us. But David says this. He's, he almost wants to move us from, from that stage of, of learning, of the journey, into almost the high school stage of life. Anyone in high school in this room? There's a few I know that are, are in the, those grade 12 years, grade 11 years. This is stage two. Everyone say stage two. This is important because David's taking us to a new place. And he's writing this psalm, Psalms 23. Many of you know the psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's writing this in a season where it's very much a valley, very much a burden on his life. There are things that are going on that he does not understand. And what's happening is here is he's pulling out some gratitude on things that he believes are promises from God's, from God's mouth itself. That relationship that he had with God, that he was receiving from him promises that he knows were for his life and for the people of Israel. And he writes it like this. Let's read together Psalms 23, verse 4 and 5. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint me and my head with oil. David comes along and teaches us how to be thankful, even though. Even though. This is a progressive form of gratitude where we're thankful for his presence even though the outcome is unknown and we're surrounded by our enemies. The first part for the, with Moses, is what we can see, the tangible things. The second stage, the second part of the journey is the things that we cannot see. Even though, even though you're walking through what you're walking through, you are grateful. Even though what's in front of you seems so dark and so bleak and so impossible, you will choose to be thankful. You will choose to trust God. Even though it seems like there is no end to what you are facing, you choose to trust that God is in your life and working out all things for your life, even though, no matter what it is, we say in the famous hymn, it is well with my soul, even though things around me are out of control. It is well, even though. My girlfriend just broke up with me. It is well, even though I didn't get accepted into med school. It is well, even though my mom and dad are on the journey towards divorce. It is well, even though, even though, even though, the things that we cannot see, 
the end of. This is a place where we begin to trust God with the unknown. Are you with me tonight? We have to decide what kind of Christian we want to be. Not just thanking him for his provision, but also thanking him for his presence in the unknown. Even though, at this place, I believe God prepares a way. He prepares a way in the presence of our enemies. What are those enemies? They can be so many things. It can be addiction. It can be fear. It can be pride. It can be a loss of. It can be the things that we're facing right now that we feel like we have no control over, even though I choose to trust you with those things, God. When you praise him in the pain, I believe it's preparation for what he has in store in your life. Even though. I'm going to move on. Let's go to stage three of the journey of gratitude. This is a stage that not many of you have experienced. But this is a stage that I believe all of us at some point in life, if you have not already, will walk through very dark seasons of life where nothing around you makes sense. Even to this day, it doesn't make sense why why it happened or how it happened or what's the whole purpose in all of it. This is something that I believe I can speak from with authority. I can speak from with great grace on my life because I have walked through something that I wish on nobody, and that is, of course, the loss of our daughter who passed away three years ago. She was one, and it was a tragic, tragic moment, an accident that took place, and it was a head injury, and she went to be with Jesus within 24 hours. And I know a lot of us know that story, and I've shared it many times, but for those of you who, who haven't, I bring it up tonight to, to land at this third stage of gratitude. The stage that I believe sets us up for a life to the fullest. It's a stage that, if you thought it didn't make sense, make sense in stage two, this is where all bets are off and we truly have to trust God with everything. That could be something that you've walked through personally, whether you were molested as a child or you've walked through great, pain with with family or you've experienced something that you had no control over or you have gone through great loss or you're walking through something that makes absolutely no sense and you're broken and you're wondering if God is real. This is for you. This is the university degree we're moving into. Are you still with me tonight? Let's go to Philippians and we'll land this plane. Philippians, the band can come up whenever they like here, if I can find it. Philippians chapter 1, and I touched on this a few weeks ago, but there's so much more in here that I want you to look at. Philippians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, let me read this to you. The former... Preach 
Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. If you were here a couple weeks ago, I talked about Paul's life, and he was writing this to the Philippian church while he was in prison, while he was bound, while everything around him looked very bleak. And he's writing this to them to encourage the people of Philippi, the church of Philippi. And he says this in verse 18. But what does it matter? Question mark. I am in chains. What does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motive or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Because of this, I rejoice. Moses talked about provision for the. David unpacked in so many ways, and I touched on it very briefly, this idea of even though I will be grateful. And thirdly, Paul breaks, breaks it to a whole new level, and he talks about this idea of because of, because of, I will praise him, because of. We are grateful to God, not because we've experienced pain, but because of the increase of purpose that the pain in our life has provided. That we actually take what we have journeyed through, and because of it, because of what we've walked through, it has laid a whole new foundation for what God has called us to as young men and young women. Because of the pain, because of the loss, because of what we've experienced, because of that, God has opened up a whole new perspective on what it is he's, that he's called you to, a life of influence, a life of faith, a life of trusting him with every area that we carry each day, every area that we carry. I could look at this journey with our daughter and thrown in the towel and said, God, you are not, obviously not willing to uh, take care of us because of what we've walked through and are walking through. God, where were you? What happened? Why? How come? Where were your angels? What's going on? Why did this happen? Why? 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 Why was I raped? Why was I molested? Why did I lose mom and dad when I was young? I never even got to meet them. Why? But all I, all I hear when I, when, I, when, I, when I think about these things and I think about my life and I think about my family, it's that I choose to take the experiences that I've walked through, obviously. And, and uh, you know, last week we heard from Stu, and he talked about that none of this, of course, comes from the Lord, the pain that we walk through. All he wants to do is provide good. But we walk through these things because life is hard, and it doesn't make sense at times. But it's in those moments, even what Stu talked about so beautifully last week, that because of some of the mental health that he's walking through, and then he's walked through his whole life, that because of this, he chooses to use it as something to give glory to God. He uses it as something that all those around him could say, wow, 
you struggle with this, but still the Lord has given you this and he's provided this way and he's offered you opportunity here. And he gives the Lord great gratitude in all things, not dismissing what he's walking through. And I feel the same way in my life that because of this experience, God has opened up incredible doors to provide hope and help and love and peace and strength to so many families that are going through the same thing every day around this world. We can go into a room with a couple that's just lost a kid and they can look us in the eye and instantly there's trust. You cannot have that trust, but I can have that trust with them because I've walked through it. And because of that, I give God glory for what now he's opened our our lives to, to be able to bring hope to people that are walking through the most tragic of situations. Because of, because of, there are some things that maybe you are walking through right now that the Lord is saying, bring them to my feet. Allow me to give you a perspective that is supernatural beyond the pain and beyond the experience. But because of what you have gone through and are going through, I'm going to use it to overwhelm so many lives with the love of Jesus. I really believe that. I believe that all of you carry a level of gratitude that God wants to pull out tonight and shift your thinking towards this journey of life that is in front of us that he has for you that is built on being thankful for what we've gone through. Being thankful for the provision. Being thankful even though, even though this happened and being thankful because of and not allowing it to throw you off or put you to the side or take you off the track that God has you on. This is his promise. It's a lifestyle of gratitude. It's a journey that he's calling us all to. And if you get there, I promise you, the doors are going to come flying open for opportunity to make Jesus famous in your life and through your life. Let's stand tonight. I have I have nothing in, in my heart but, but care and concern for who you are. I am definitely a, a pastor at the core. And I do not take lightly the journey that each of you are on because I know that it's real. I know that it's, it's crazy at times and I know that it's been difficult for some of you very difficult. You might be right in the middle of it. But I say tonight that this journey of gratitude starts with shifting your mindset towards using the things that you've gone through to give him glory. Using the things that you're experiencing and turn them into opportunities to show that you don't allow what's in front of you to dictate who you are and how you think and what it is that gets you up in the morning. It's a supernatural way of thinking, but I promise it brings so much fulfillment to the everyday that you cannot help but spread the love of Jesus everywhere you go. It's very simple, but very, very powerful truth in his word. May I pray with you tonight? Let's bow our heads.
Father, we are thankful. As we think about this this weekend, we are thankful, we are thankful, we are thankful. Of course, for the things that often we take for granted, the things that are right in front of us, the shoes that we wear, the cars that we drive, the schools that we attend, the families that we're from, the beds that we sleep in, the homes that cover our our heads at night in the freezing cold winters of Calgary. We're thankful for our friendships. We're thankful for our neighbors. We're thankful. We're thankful. We're thankful. But God, help us to move past what we see into what we don't see. Help us to move past looking at these things with hearts of uh, hearts of, 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 of looking at things naturally. It moving into even though even though, even though I'm thankful. And for some in this room that they would unlock again the pain that has bound them and they would surrender it to you and say, Lord, because of this experience, I'm thankful that you're now turning it into something beautiful. With the enemy meant for evil, you're turning it into something incredible. I speak that truth over everyone in this room and I say, Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our hearts. And move us on this journey of gratitude that when someone looks at us, all they see is Jesus. Because you are truly working through our lives and we recognize it and we're grateful for it and we allow you to dictate our every day because we're so in love with you. I thank you for that promise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to sing. We're going to sing a song. And I want you to take what you've heard tonight. And I just want you to spend just a few minutes before we close. And I want you to turn your heart towards the Father. With this new perspective of gratitude. And I want you to offer to Him the things that you've been holding on to. The things that maybe you have chosen to put to the side. But He's asking you to pull them to the the forefront and surrender them back to him that he may take over and use you, use your life right now, no matter what you've been through. He wants to take over. And that can only happen not through any words that I say or anything that's spoken. It's got to be a choice. It's got to be a choice that you make. And I submit that to you this evening, that you would consider bringing him back to a place of full surrender in your life. A grateful heart, a grateful heart that is turned towards the things that are not natural but supernatural because his plan for your life and the road that he has you on and the destination that he's called you to is a life to the fullest. Amen? Let's sing together and I'll come back up and close.